from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Folklife Today podcast. I'm Stephen Winnick, the editor in the American Folklife Center at the Library of Congress and the creator of the Folklife Today blog. I'm here with John Fenn, the head of research and programs at the center. Hello, folks. It's wintertime, and the American Folklife Center has a lot of great songs on winter themes in our collections. In fact, so many that we've prepared an epic look at winter songs over two episodes. That's right. These are songs of cold weather, ice, and snow, and we've asked some of our staff members to come talk about their favorite archival recordings of winter songs. And I wonder if you'd like to get us started, Steve. I'd love to. I brought along a song called I Wrote Out One Cold Winter Night. It's by Hetty Swindle of Freeling, Virginia, and was recorded from her by Herbert Halpert. It's a great example of an Anglo-American lyric love song. Why don't we hear it, and then we can say how I came to find it. Great. Let's hear I Wrote Out One Cold Winter Night. I wrote out one cold winter night A drinking of sweet wine And there I met That pretty little girl Who stole this heart of mine Her cheeks are like some pretty pink rose that blooms in the month of June. Her voice is like some musical instrument has been newly put in tune. So fare you well, my old true love. So fare you well, fare I'm going away, but I'm coming back again, if it is ten thousand miles, ten thousand miles, my old true love, through England, France, and Spain, and my Till I see your face again Oh, don't you see that pretty turtle dove They sitting in yon tree She's morning for her old true love And that's the way of me the crow that is so black, my love, shall surely turn to white. If ever I prove false to you, bright day will turn to night. Bright day will turn to night, my love. The elements will mourn. 
will burn. Oh, who will shoe them pretty little feet? And who will glove them hands? And who will kiss them red rosy cheeks? When I'm in a foreign land, my papa can shoe my pretty little feet. My mama can glove my hands. And you can kiss my red rosy cheek when you come from a foreign land. Supposing that the sea runs dry and rocks would melt by sun. Oh, stay with me, my old true love. Tell all these things are done. Again. That was Hetty Swindell of Virginia. And I hear echoes of a lot of lyric songs like My Dearest Dear, Lonesome Dove, and 10,000 Miles in that song. Exactly right. In American lyric songs, it's common for verses to be borrowed back and forth between one song and another, and scholars and singers often call those kinds of lyrics floating verses. So if there are a lot of these floating verses, it's hard to tell if the thing you're listening to should be considered a version of Turtle Dove or Dearest Deer, for example. And that can be frustrating if you're trying to classify songs, but mostly for me, it's a lot of fun to discover all the new combinations of verses out there and how they all kind of resonate differently with each other. How did you come across this recording, Steve? Years ago, the American Folklife Center did a symposium based on Robert Burns, the great 18th century Scottish poet. Burns, of course, based a lot of his poetry on Scottish folk songs. In fact, a lot of his poems are really only lightly touched up versions of folk verse intended to accompany traditional music. His work appeared in song collections with titles like the Scots Musical Museum. So I was asked to do a presentation on Burns-related material in the archive. At that time, we had just recently digitized our disc-era card catalog, and I realized this presented an opportunity to show people how a knowledgeable curator can be aided by these new digital research tools. So my knowledge came in because I knew there was a lyric song in the American tradition which Doc Watson learned in his family as a Roven on a winter's night. And I knew from hearing that song that it shared a lot of lines with Robert Burns's My Love is Like a Red Red Rose but I didn't know for sure if we had any versions in the archive. And if you look in the physical card catalog under Roven, you don't find it because we have no version whose title, as given by the performer, began with the word Roven or Roving or a Roven or any of those variations. Mm. So if you had to just use the physical card catalog, you'd conclude we probably had no versions of this song. But if you're able to do an electronic keyword search on winter, you find this song among others and its title, As I Rode Out One Cold Winter Night, sure sounds like it could be a version of the same song as A Roven on a Winter's Night. And is it? It sure is, and the iconic verse that Burns opened his version with is there. Burns wrote, Oh, my love is like a red, red rose that's newly sprung in June. Oh, my love is like the melody that's sweetly played in tune. And as you heard, Hetty Swindle sang, Her cheeks are like some pretty pink rose that blooms in the month of June. 
Her voice is like some musical instrument been newly put in tune. So a great variant of the same basic idea. But in the old card catalog, you wouldn't have found this? Right, because all you have is cards sorted alphabetically, so it's very unlikely you'd find As I Rode if you're looking for roving. Mm -hmm. But once you can search for keywords anywhere in the title, Winter did the trick. So that's kind of a nerdy response to the song, of course, but I also just love pretty much everything about that song. The images of lonesome birds and pretty flowers, the forlorn lover theme. It's just a great old lyric love song, and I love Hetty Swindle's personality as it comes through in the recording. Mm. And I even got to know Dr. Halpert a little over 50 years after he made this recording. So all in all, it's one of my favorites and a little-known gem from the archive. Hey, well, thanks for bringing it along. Um, as you know, I also brought along a couple of favorites. Excellent. Let's hear your first one. Okay. This is by Samson Pittman and Calvin Frazier, and it was recorded by Alan Lomax in Detroit in 1938. It's a blues song which gives advice to people who might want to sign up to receive welfare. Uh, naturally, it's called Welfare Blues. Great. Let's hear it. Cannot help themselves. Welfare hippin' people that cannot help themselves. I said, boy, they gonna help you lest you live Detroit one year. That your case is open. Plenty feeling clothes. After your case is open, they'll give you plenty feeling clothes. I said, boy, they won't help you till you have told everything you know. You go down to the welfare. You said there all day. Went out to the welfare. They'll make you sit there all day. I said they know they ain't gonna help you. They'll make you sit there and wait. Oh boy. I'll go there myself. Yes, boy. I please I'll go there myself. I say I tell them I ain't got nothing. And I declare I need it. Okay, so that was Welfare Blues by Samson Pittman and Calvin Frazier. 
John, what made you connect that to the winter? Well, first I should say that in our collections, there aren't that many African-American songs about winter uh, because so many of these recordings were made in the deep south where bitter cold and snow aren't as big a deal as they are up north. But as more and more African-Americans moved northwards during the Great Migration, for example, they had to deal with temperatures much colder than they were used to. Pittman and Frazier, who performed that song, were both from Arkansas, but found themselves in Detroit in 1938. And there's a line in the song that is usually transcribed as, once your case is open, they'll give you plenty of food and clothes. But it sure sounds to me like he's singing fuel and clothes. And it just made me think of how much of a necessity firewood or another source of heat would be for people in the Detroit winter. Apart from that, it's also a great example of a topical blues song performed by its composer and a song which sounds surprisingly contemporary for 1938. Yes, that's an amazing song from an important collection, so thanks for bringing that one along. Now, each of us has another song to share later, but we also have some special guests today, including Theodosia Austin, who is our public events coordinator and produces our Homegrown Concert series. She picked a tune from one of our concerts for us. Hi, Thea. Hello. Hey, Thea. What did you bring us? This is a tune played on the Norwegian Hardanger fiddle by Loretta Kelly. The Hardanger fiddle is an instrument with one set of strings that are played with a bow and a second set of strings underneath that vibrate in sympathy with the ones being bowed. So it's got a richer sound with more harmonics within each tone. This tune is played in several regions of Norway, but Loretta Kelly learned it in Telemark. It's called The Bells of the Church of St. Thomas, and the tune comes with a legend that connects it to wintertime and to cold. It's a legend about a lake that's not quite frozen all the way through, but we can let Loretta explain. This is from a homegrown concert we produced in 2015. This tune is found in Valdres, but it, it was also played in Telemark, and this is Ulam Oyelan's version, the bells of the Church of St. Thomas. And there's a long legend about how when the church was dismantled, they took the bells out of the tower and brought them down the hill, the mountainside, and they were crossing a frozen lake on a sledge with the two bells when the ice broke and one of the bells fell in and was lost. So the bell at the bottom of the lake is still there and it's said to answer the ringing of the bell that was saved when it rings in the new church that it was put into.
Wow, what a great performance. We got a tune and a legend in that clip, too. So thanks, Thea. You're welcome. That's a fun concert in which Loretta played with another great fiddler, Andrea Hoig. And the whole thing can be found on the Library of Congress website. Now, as you know, John, in addition to producing our concert series, Thea is also our staff expert on Eastern European languages and singing styles, including Georgian, which is spoken in the Caucasus right at the crossroads of Europe and Asia. She has brought several Georgian groups to visit us and sing here at the Library of Congress. So, Thea, I understand you brought along a historical Georgian recording for us today. That's right. Georgian folk music is widely known for its rich traditions of vocal polyphony. It's widely accepted in contemporary musicology that polyphony in Georgian music predates the introduction of Christianity in Georgia, which happened at the beginning of the 4th century. Georgian polyphonic singing was among the first traditions to be inscribed onto the masterpieces of the Oral and Intangible Heritage of Humanity list by UNESCO in 2001, and it has since become part of UNESCO's representative list of the Intangible Cultural Heritage of Humanity in 2008. The Republic of Georgia is actually smaller than South Carolina, but as many as 16 different regional styles have been identified, although experts group these styles in different ways. The most general division is whether a song is more from the Western or Eastern Georgian traditions. All regional styles of Georgian music have traditions of vocal a cappella polyphony. So what can you tell us about the style in this recording? In this recording, you hear men singing in a traditional style of a kartali kaketian table song. You'll hear one singer each on a top and middle voice, harmonizing, but each singing their own improvised and elaborate ornaments. Beneath them, all the other singers sing the bass pedal, which supports the top two voices. Probably the most well-known example of such a song in kaketian style is the patriotic Chakhrulo, which was chosen to accompany the Voyager spacecraft in 1977. Alan Lomax was involved in making that selection, and there's a blog post about it over at Folklife Today. But what can you tell us about this particular song? The particular song that we're going to hear is Zamtari, which means winter. It was recorded by Alan Lomax in 1964 in the Republic of Georgia, and it's identified on his tape log as a table song from the Kartali Kakheti region, which is in eastern Georgia. Table songs are songs traditionally sung at a Georgian feast or supra, where songs and toasts to God, peace, the motherland, long life, love, friendship, and other topics are proposed by the Toastmaster or Tamida. He's the MC of the feast. Zamtari, or winter, is such a feast song. Uh, it's about the transient nature of life and is sung to commemorate our ancestors. Um, it compares the tears falling from a young girl's eyes to the petals falling off a rose when it has been withered by winter's cold. Wow, that's a poignant image. Uh, let's hear the song.
Once again, uh, that was Zamtari, or The Winter, from Alan Lomax's collection made in Soviet Georgia in the 1960s. You can hear more Georgian songs at the Association for Cultural Equity website, and we'll link to it from the Folklife Today blog. Please do, because on that site, there's also a brief interview about this song where Lomax asks the Georgian singer to find the song Winter in a book that he, Lomax, has been gifted. The singer tells him the page number, but also tells Alan that Georgians don't learn songs from books or scores. Mm. They learn all the parts of their songs orally, and that the songs are passed down from generation to generation. And from my own work with Georgians, I can tell you that this is still true today. The Georgian method of teaching songs, even to foreigners, is to teach orally without a score. We knew you'd have the goods on that song, Thea. Thanks for bringing both those pieces to us. You are very welcome. So, John, are you ready to share your other winter song? Sure. And I'm staying with Lomax's Michigan Drip in 1938. In addition to the great Detroit blues we heard and a lot of uh, varied ethnic music, Lomax recorded some classic lumberjack songs. I brought one called Once More a Lumbering Go. It's sung by Carl Lathrop, who, believe it or not, was 80 when Lomax recorded this. Wow. And one of the things I love about it, for this episode in particular, is that there's an introductory verse and a closing verse, and in between there are four verses telling the story of a lumberjack's typical life. There are three verses about winter, followed by one verse combining both spring and summer. So it really was a lifestyle focused on long winters in logging camps. Sounds very cool, literally. Let's hear it. Come all your sons of freedom and listen to my theme. Come all your roving lumberjacks that run the Saginaw stream. We'll cross the Tidibiwati where the mighty waters flow. And we'll roam the wild woods over and once more a lumbering go. And once more a lumbering go. We will roam the wild woods over and once more a lumbering go. When the white frost hits the valley and the snow conceals the wood, the lumberjack has enough to do to find his family food. No time he has for pleasure or to hunt the buck and doe. He will roam the wild woods over and once more a lumbering go and once more a lumbering go. We will roam the wild woods over and once more a lumbering go. With our cross-cut saws and axes, we will make the woods resound. And many a tall and stately tree will come crashing to the ground. With cats hooks on our shoulders, to our boot tops deep in snow, we will roam the wild woods over and once more a lumbering go, and once more a lumbering go. We will roam the wild woods over and once more a lumbering go. You may talk about your farms, your houses and fine places, but pity not the shanty boys while dashing on their sleigh. For around a good campfire at night, we'll sing while wild winds blow, 
And we'll roam the wild woods over and want more a lumbering go and want more a lumbering go. We will roam the wild woods over and want more a lumbering go. Then when navigation opens and the water runs so free, we'll drive our logs to Saginaw once more our girls to see. They will all be there to welcome us and our hearts in rapture flow. We will stay with them through summer then once more a lumbering go and once more a lumbering go. We will stay with them through summer then once more a lumbering go. When our youthful days are ended and our stories are growing old, we'll take to us each man a wife and settle on the farm. We'll have enough to eat and drink, contented we will go. We will tell our wives of our hard times and no more a lumbering go and no more a lumbering go. We will tell our wives of our hard times and no more a lumbering go. Again, that was Once More a Lumbering Go here on the Folklife Today podcast. That was one of John's picks. He came to us a couple of years ago from Oregon, so how could he resist a lumberjack song? And that's going to bring us to an end of part one of our epic two-part foray into winter songs. But first, we should thank some people. All the singers, musicians, and collectors. We've said their names already as we played their great songs, and we're grateful for the work they've done. We'd also like to thank our guest on this episode, Thea Austin and John Gold, our engineer. And let's not forget Mike Turpin and Jay Kinlock of the Library of Congress for help in the studio, and to colleagues throughout the library who help us deploy this podcast once it's produced. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time with more Winter Songs. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.